Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Stockland. A former boutique owner myself, I love nothing more than chatting with you about all things boutique business. Each week, I'll tackle a new business concept and help break it down into bite-sized, actionable steps that will give you the confidence to build a profitable business. Now, let's get started. Hey, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to our training Tuesday this week. We're going to be talking about profit. I'm super excited to talk about this. Um, the topic today is really going to encompass some of my favorite subject matters to talk about with boutique owners just like you. So I'm really excited to chat about profit and some additional ways that you can find to build profit into your boutique without spending a penny to do it. That is my goal today, to leave you with some bite-sized actionable steps um, that you can take away and implement in your uh, boutique today without spending one single cent. How does that sound? Give me a heart or a thumbs up if that sounds good. If you'd like to make more profit without spending any more money, I need to feel a little bit of love, so drop an emoji here. Thanks, Emily. Hello, guys. Thank you, thank you. I know I'm so excited to be wearing some spring um, spring stuff. I did a major closet clean out um, this weekend. You know, the, the time of the year where you pull all the winter stuff out and you go back to the the back of the closet where you have all your pretty colors and your lighter things and you pull them forward. That's what I did. It's always so much fun. Plus your closet looks so nice when you like organize it again and you know, it looks like a store in my closet. I love it. One little tip that I have um, that I, I started with a long time ago when I owned my boutique um, was that I have matching hangers in my closet. So I don't know, I'd love to hear from you guys today. Are you someone, I mean, because every single one of you owns a boutique. So do you merchandise your closet or is your closet a disaster? I wanna know from you guys um, what your style is. As boutique owners, you merchandise your stores. Do you merchandise your closet too? Or is your closet a disaster and looks nothing like your boutique? When I had my boutique, I was always merchandising my closet because it was so much fun to open it and like see everything color-coded on beautiful hangers and then I could shop my closet every morning. My name is Sierra, I'm the founder of the Boutique Workshop and for those of you guys who watch me every single week, you could totally fill in the blanks here, but I gotta repeat myself because we have lots of new gals. Um, it is my goal to help you take complicated tasks and break them down into bite-sized actionable steps that you can take and implement in your business every day. And whether you're brand new here in the Boutique Collective or um, listening to the podcast, um, if this is your first time, or if you've been here for a long time, I want you to remember that. Every time you get overwhelmed with something, take it, evaluate it, and break it down into bite-sized actionable steps. Take little teeny pieces that you can chew, right? I like to say that I, I give you meat. There's no foo-foo around here. It's all about the, the real deal hard stuff to um, build a profitable business, but we present it in a way that makes it really easy to chew. And so when anything overwhelms you in business or in your personal life, taking a big picture look at it and then breaking it down into bite-sized actionable steps really makes it um, a little bit smoother going, right? It helps us to actually accomplish something every day and feel like we're a little bit more in control of the project. All right, I have a few more here that oh, that love it. Organize their closets by category, half and half. 
Some times it's a mess. Sometimes it's organized. <laughs> a disaster. I love it. Um, Susan says that she has hangers that are all matching. Isn't that the best, Susan? I love to have matching hangers. It's so much fun. It makes it so pretty. All right. So today we're going to be talking about profit points. This is what we're working on this month over in the boutique workshop. So if you're not a member of the boutique workshop and you love what I have to say today and you want to take it and like keep going with it, expand on it further, um, just comment. I want info on the boutique workshop and we'll make sure to get you the link. We kicked off today, so it's the perfect timing for you to come on over there. So today I'm going to talk about the what and the why of profit and how to build more profit. And then if you really want the how, like how to actually do it, you got to follow me over into the boutique workshop. But for today, for a quick training Tuesday, let's just tattle, tackle um, some different ways that you can build profit into your boutique without spending a penny. All right. Okay. First of all, um, analyzing your expenses. If you have a notebook and a pen, I would write these down. I'm going to give you nine different ways that you can take a look at building more profit into your boutique. So a lot of times we think, you know, if we want more sales, if we want more profit, ultimately we have to spend money on marketing. We have to go buy more inventory. We have to expand. We have to say yes to the pop-up that you know just came down the pipeline and is available for us to rent. We have to hire people, okay? I wanna know if that's how you guys think because I will tell you that as small business owners, a lot of times we think that way. So tell me what you think about building more profit. When you think, I need more sales, do you think about that? Like, does any one of these kind of resonate with you? I feel like if I want more sales, I have to expand and open a second location. If I want more sales, I need to be able to go buy more inventory. If I want more sales, I have to hire someone else. If I want more sales, I have to spend money on marketing, right? We tell ourselves this, and while none of those things are wrong or bad and can contribute to more sales, absolutely, you expand, most likely you're gonna have higher sales volume, you buy better and more inventory, you're probably gonna sell more, you spend money on marketing, if you do it the right way, most likely you'll increase your sales, but, we don't have to do those things. Sometimes the easiest sales, the lowest hanging fruit is right in front of us. We're just not tapping into it. And the number one thing I want you to think about is analyzing your expenses. So are your expenses not in line or in a good ratio with what you're making? Are your sales and your expenses, is that ratio off? Because if the ratio's off, if, you know, c compared to what you're bringing in in sales, your expenses are so high, it's eating into your profit. And it's really easy for us as small business owners to say yes to too many things, right? To say yes to all the things, the new marketing lady who comes along, the VA because the boutique owner we know down the street has one, um, more hours to our employee because we just love her and we don't wanna leave her, so we're just gonna give her more hours without giving her the tasks the revenue generating tasks that go with that, right? We just keep expanding our expenses. And when we don't keep those in check and keep those in line, we can end up minimizing our profit. The second thing is pricing, okay? Pricing. So I hear it all of the time. I cannot increase my prices, I will lose my customers. I can't increase my prices, people won't buy from me. I can't sell things for that much money here because people won't buy my stuff. Do you know that or are you assuming that? And I'm not talking increasing, you know, this cute $38 top from $38 to 75, 
Okay, I'm not talking about increasing, you know, the average price point in your store from $45 up to 95. No crazy price increases. I'm talking about instead of 38, what if you charged 41.50? Instead of 55 for those denim jeans, what if you charged 62? Instead of 9.99 for necklaces, what if you charged 14.99 or 12.99? or $11.99. I'm talking about very slight price increases that might bring a ton of profit to you. And what I hear all the time is I can't see her because people won't buy from me. People see that you know the same thing is down the street and they can get it cheaper, but you're assuming what your customer is willing to spend. You're assuming what her spending habits are. You're assuming that onto her instead of saying, I'm the business owner. I know my product, I know my value, the value I bring as a small business in my community, and to survive, to even be able to be here to support my community and to give back, I have to make money. And so I'm gonna push the price elasticity, I'm gonna push the envelope a little bit and actually observe what happens. So number two is our pricing. Number three is our margin. Now your margin can come from two things. Your increased margin can come from increasing your prices. It can also come from buying smarter, buying off price, buying off season, buying overstock, buying clearance product, and mixing that into your overall product mix. So we're gonna really have some fun with this. Um, my boutique was a designer outlet boutique. So one of the things I know very, very well, <laughs> more than anything, is how to buy low and sell really high. So we were the home of the $40 designer jean, and we had $150 designer denim, $200 designer denim, all of it was in our stores for $40, and that's because we bought it for eight, nine, ten dollars Our margins were fantastic and fabulous because we bought bulk, we bought super smart, and we developed relationships with our vendors. So there's a lot of opportunity for increased profit, point number three, in your margins. Number four, one of my favorite subjects, we're gonna tackle this in the boutique workshop in depth, is efficiency. Could you be bringing more profit into your business by driving more efficiency into the way that you do things? Are you missing out on profit and sales, right? Are you missing on ultimate profit that you get to keep as a business owner because you're not running efficiently? And a lot of times, this comes down to the way that you manage your time. Okay, so budgeting your time, using the tools that you're already paying for up in the expense line item and using those to help you run a more efficient business. Okay, so number four, another area that you can find more profit is efficiency. I want you to drop a comment for me here. Tell me so far of the first four points we went through where you think you would love to focus. In evaluating your expenses, are you overspending in your business? In increasing your prices a little bit, increasing your margin by either pricing higher or buying lower or number four efficiency which of those four so far is like yeah i kind of know that yep i've been thinking about that i gotta do it or wow i never thought that profit could come by those you know those those points there tell me which of those resonates with you so far okay moving on to number five leveraging potential customers. I'm gonna give you a little sneak peek of what that looks like as we work through it this month in the boutique workshop. Here's just a question that I ask my members, that I'm gonna be asking my members in the boutique workshop when it comes to number five, leveraging potential customers. It says, before they even become a customer, prospects are visiting your website and your social profiles. Are you tracking this activity? 
Are you tracking this activity? What are you doing to encourage these potential customers to purchase from you? Really important, leveraging potential customers. As people are watching your lives, as people are coming to your website, as people are walking into your brick and mortar, are you tracking? If you've been around with me for a while, you know track and measure. You have to track and measure your results and it includes the results of potential customers. So are you, would you be able to really increase your profit as a boutique business if you started to track and measure the potential customers or the prospects that come in? All right, so we have some answers here. Increasing margin, margin pricing, increasing prices, love it, efficiency, increasing prices and margin, and evaluating expenses. Everyone here, it, I love, that's what I love about the subjects that we work on um, over in the Boutique Workshop or we talk about here in the Boutique Collective is everyone here is in a different place. We have boutique owners just starting out. We have boutique owners that have been in business for over a dozen years. I, there's one gal in here who's been in business for 30 years, you guys, a boutique owner. And you think like, my goodness, she probably knows it all, but we never know it all. As small business owners, we can always get a nugget, right? Maybe you learned something 10 years ago and it means something entirely different for where you are in your business today. Maybe you learned something a month ago and six months later, you know, or six months ago and six months later, it means something entirely different for where you are in your stage of business. That's what I love, you know, that we can take this concept and we can make it work for wherever you're at. All right, number six, we're still talking about customers. This time we're thinking about prospects. So leveraging potential customers. Here's a question that I'm gonna ask my boutique workshop members to, to make their way through, to think about when it comes to prospects. How quickly do you respond to inquire, inquiries from prospective customers? and how can you improve this process? This is gonna look different no matter what kind of boutique you are. If you're a social seller, if you're online only, if you're brick and mortar, if you're combination, if you rent a pop-up space, your potential customers get in touch with you in different ways depending on your business model. How quickly are you responding to them and connecting with them in order to grab their business and not lose them to the neighbor next door? How good of a job are you essentially doing with your customer service? Okay, number seven, new customers. Here's a question I'm going to be asking when it comes to new customers. Do you know your new customer acquisition cost? Do you guys know how much a new customer costs you? Because that is super important for multiple reasons. First, when you track your return on investment when it comes to marketing, which is point number nine we're going to go over, but also just knowing how much time and effort it goes into acquiring a new customer will really solidify the thought in your mind that the cheapest customer you have is the one you already have. The cheapest customer is the one that you already have. A lot of times we're on this hamster wheel of the I just need more people. I need more people. I need more people. And yes, absolutely. You have to keep gaining more um, customers to keep growing your business. But sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the cheapest customer we have is the one that we already have. And what are we doing to making sure that that customer stays really sticky, that they stay with us, and then they continue to increase how much they spend with us every month or every quarter. Number eight, eight profit or nine profit points. The number eight is transactions as a whole. Have you been evaluating your average transaction? And is there opportunity there to increase your overall profit by increasing that average transaction amount. And then number nine, your marketing return on investment. Do you track and measure how much your marketing ROI, what that looks like? 
What is your return on investment? When you spend money in Facebook ads, when you spend money on Pinterest, when you spend money on the local you know, TV station to come out and do a live in your store, when you spend money giving away giving away to bloggers and influencers and ambassadors. When you spend money giving away to customers, are you tracking what the return on investment is? You need to be. So those are the nine profit points that I have for you guys today. Just things for you to think about a little bit, um, ways and opportunities that you can look at what you're already doing your business, do it better to build more profit without spending one single penny to do so. Okay, that's what I've got for you guys today on the Tuesday training. Thank you for joining me. Hey there, friend. Are you loving what you're learning here on the podcast? I hope you are. My goal is that each and every week I can give you a small, bite-sized, actionable step that you can take and implement in your business today. And if you're loving the way that I teach, you're liking what you're hearing, then I wanna invite you to come on over and take a look at what courses and opportunities I have for boutique owners just like you. You can find all of my coaching opportunities at theboutiqueworkshop.com. That's www.theboutiqueworkshop.com. Come on over, check it out, and see if there might be something else in the library that could really help you build your boutique. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember, that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.